Buddha once asked a student, if a person is hit by an arrow, is it painful? The student replied, yes, it is. The Buddha then asked the student, if the person is struck by a second arrow, is it more painful? And the student replied, it is. Buddha explained that in life, we cannot always control the first arrow. However, the second arrow is our reaction to the first. With the second arrow comes the possibility of choice. Hi, my name's Dr. Stan Steindl, and this well-known and powerful parable speaks to the wisdom that we may bring to cultivating the compassionate mind. In an earlier video called What's Baked in the Cake, we discussed the three essential ingredients of the compassionate mind, wisdom, strength, and a caring commitment. In this video, I'd like to speak about that first ingredient, a compassionate wisdom. An important message in the parable of the two arrows is the distinction between pain and suffering. The first arrow refers to the painful things that can and do happen in life. Illness, injury, loss, grief. We are born, we age, we decay, and at some point we die. And much of the pain associated with being human is quite unavoidable. The second arrow refers to the way that our reactions to the first arrow, the way that we struggle with pain, can cause us to suffer more. We wish the pain would go away. We worry that the pain will never go away. Or we worry that the pain will get worse. And we begrudge the fact that the pain is there in the first place. Often, we manage to make meaning out of painful experiences, especially what those experiences mean about ourselves. I am a bad person. I am worthless. I am defective. I'm a failure. Simply being human means that the experience of pain is inevitable. That is common to us all. However, the second arrow, that is our reactions to the pain that leads to us suffering more, is optional. And this is where wisdom comes to the fore. As we cultivate our compassionate mind, there are a number of concepts that we return to that help us to build upon our compassionate wisdom. These concepts come from evolutionary psychology, biological sciences and neurosciences, the psychological sciences and the wisdom traditions. And together they support our awareness and understanding of the mind itself, how it works, what are the pitfalls and trade-offs and what we can do to manage it all a little differently. First, on the day we are born, we simply just find ourselves here, with everything designed for us by millions of years of evolution. We don't get to choose our genes or the way that our genes determine everything about us, our height or hair colour or body shape. 
or our particular human brain and how it works. We are born with tricky brains and tricky bodies, and both of those come along with good bits and not so good bits. So there we are on the day that we're born, just finding ourselves here. In fact, finding ourselves in particular locations with particular people around us and things just start to happen. None of that is our choice either. We don't get to choose our parents or carers or the way that they cared for us. We don't get to choose experiences that go on to happen at home or outside of the home. We don't get to choose our life experiences and yet they shape us into the versions of ourselves that we are today. So, our genes built our brains and our bodies, both of which are really very tricky. And then life experiences, especially social or interpersonal experiences, began to shape us. We did not get to design any of it. And so if you think about it, the way our minds work and the second arrow suffering that our minds can cause us, it's not our fault. All of the pain of the first arrow and the suffering of the second arrow, it's not your fault. Life is difficult and sometimes it's difficult to know just what to do and it's not your fault. This is compassionate wisdom, moving away from blaming and shaming ourselves for the things that happen and cause us pain and the way that our minds work and react to those things, and instead making the most of the way that our minds can learn and grow and change. And we can take responsibility for our lives and work out how to be helpful rather than harmful to ourselves and others. Compassionate wisdom is about mind awareness and taking responsibility without blaming and shaming. Just by way of a silly little example, I walked outside my front gate just yesterday, hurrying on my way to work and stepped in dog poo. First of all, I was... Enraged, how dare they leave their dog's poo on my front footpath? And then I started to go internally. You idiot, you've stepped on dog poo. Now you're going to be late. Compassionate wisdom was that moment where I thought to myself, it's okay, it's a little bit of a problem. You've stepped on dog poo, but you'll be okay. Let's just not shame and blame yourself or others, but rather... Go on inside, take responsibility to washing your shoes, and then off you go to work. The key in so many of our difficult moments in life, small or large, is to find ways to take responsibility and yet without shaming and blaming ourselves or perhaps even others. That is compassionate wisdom. So thank you for watching this video. There is an enormous amount more probably that we could discuss about wisdom and compassionate wisdom and the role that it all plays when cultivating the compassionate mind. 
But I hope there has been a couple of interesting things there for you to think about or reflect upon or maybe even put into practice. Good luck with building compassionate wisdom and I wish you all the very best on your compassionate journey. 